and welcome to the VSA Capital Tech and Transitional Energy Podcast on Thursday the 18th of January. Uh, Phil, hi there, how are you? <laughs> I'm fine. And do you know what, it's lovely being in the office. It's nice and warm, Andrew. Certainly warmer than ever working from home. Uh, well, you can't afford heating. Uh, that is factually correct. Maybe. Um, yeah, it's cold. I cycled to work, as you know, every day, and it was pretty yeah. cold this morning. Uh, now, there's been a vast number of trading statements across the whole market and uh, obviously in tech and transitional energy as well. So we will crack onto that pretty quickly, just that we mentioned quite a few companies that people know that what we're looking at. Uh, the market remains, frankly, horrific still. Um, trying to get things done is so difficult. Um, I, I see there's rumours that the, the heads of all the main UK banks in the UK have been called in to see the Chancellor tomorrow to ask, so you can ask them why they're not lending money. Uh, and one of the reasons is I think they said was because their share prices are so weak, they don't have the equity backing. But I mean, the point is that this government really has not got a grip on business in the economy. And the answer is there's a vast amount actually of capital out there, but none of it wants to take any risk. Uh, the banks don't want to risk, investors don't want to risk in equity. Uh, what this government means to do is to make it attractive because then people will put money into companies which stimulates the economy, which brings in more tax receipts and actually helps everybody. Why the government cannot grasp that, I just don't know. Um, obviously, it's not helped by the fact that governments nowadays are just full of career politicians and haven't had much business experience. But you'd think that Rishi Sunak would get it. God, he was at Goldman Sachs, for goodness sake. Anyway, there we go. Um... Elsewhere around the world, of course, the other problem is that we have every, just about every country you can think of attacking each other in the Middle East. Uh, I'm not sure who isn't involved in the Middle East. It's almost easier to look at it that way around than, than who is. Um, you've got Trump doing well, which scares everybody that America will, you know, go America first. Chinese aren't happy with the Taiwan elections. The Ukraine war rumbles on with Russia. I mean, Phil, where is the good news? I'll give you You're, some good news. I'll tell you, what, I'll give you come some Come on, Andrew. There is some good news out there. Sure. So, uh, at the end of last year, we, we had a little discussion about, you know, which stocks could be our, our tips for 2024. Um, look, we are only 124th of the way into 2024. So, let's not get too excited. But I think uh, I obviously came out with Ecutech, and so far you're up about 100% if you'd followed my advice. Which I think is pretty good going, isn't it? Andrew, very well done. Well, it's not over yet. There's still, um, it, it genuinely isn't. They're, they're slowly what I describe as ticking off the boxes and getting over the hurdles. There's still quite a lot of work to be done, but I think this is a demonstration that you know the management team can get on and do it and can deliver what they're saying they're going to. Um, so I think it's what I describe as one that you just at the moment, I didn't buy any stock, by the way. Um, actually, for what it's worth, I did buy a stock at the beginning of the year, but I rather took my own advice, which was go for something safe and secure. I bought Central Asia Metals, which was my mining tip, but it yields 11%. I just want the yield. Uh, now, people may say, oh, but the yield could get cut this year. I don't think it will be, uh, but even if it is, it'll be 8% or something. I just want income and safety. Um, but anyway, going back to Ecutech, uh, there's more to be done. Uh, it's definitely on my radar. Um, and that's what I would say. I think everybody should have it on their radar and watch for a good entry point because as it slowly uh, sorts itself out, 
actually, I didn't tip it for a hundred percent rise. I tipped it much more for a sort of a thousand percent rise. Uh, I think there is the ability to have a ten bagger here if, if you get in at the right time and all the right things happen. Uh, I would also, on top of that, just remind people that I, I also mentioned two other stocks. Ecotech was the one I chose, uh, but I did mention Quad Rise, uh, which is still, I think, very interesting because I think the whole uh, clean fuels, e-fuels, whatever space is very, very interesting. Uh, they've been. We we do need some more news out of them. Good news, I, I would accept. Hopefully, that will be coming along. Uh, we, interesting enough, though, the the stock that is is the most similar is uh, Salmox because they also are involved in emulsion fuels. Uh, they so far they were tipped in the Midas column by Joanne Hart over the weekend, but they're up thirty three percent so far this year. Um, so, you know, they the Quadrise can can mirror that quite easily. Quite a lot of liquidity as well in Quadrise, so it's not a bad one to play. And then finally, of course, the other one I mentioned is my old favourite, which is Infinity Energy Systems. Um, we're obviously all waiting for news on strategic shareholders. These things do take an awful long time, particularly in these markets. I don't deny it. Um, but, Phil, you'll know I sent you a little um, Bloomberg article yesterday, didn't I? Um, which was basically the uh, Bloomberg Energy Storage Tier 1 list, um, which they have put together. Um for battery companies and in it you have things like Wartzilla, Tesla, Samsung, um, LG Energy, Hyosung, uh, BYD, Fluence, CATL, I mean all the big well tier one battery players. In the top 25 Invinity comes into that so Bloomberg absolutely giving it endorsement there which I think was uh, really interesting. Don't imagine the equity market is going to pick that up particularly or do anything, but I thought it was, uh, I thought it was interesting. What do you think? Yeah, it's Bloomberg New Energy Finance, who follow the sector very closely, published lots of information on it. And uh, yeah, it was good to yeah, it was good to see them put Infinity into the into that list of, uh, of global battery providers. Yep. I mean, the scary bit, of course, is that half that list is Chinese. Yes. Um, and uh, there's a few South Koreans and that sort of thing. Only one in the UK, which was Invinity, yep. uh, and actually the only flow battery company as well. So, uh, anyway, look, a little bit of independent endorsement, perhaps for um, you know what we've been saying. Um, anyway, uh, unless you've got anything you want to add into what I describe as the preamble, um, maybe we should get on and run through some of these vast list of trading statements and results. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. Off you go then. Thank you very much for that. Well, listen, just in terms of um, just general news quickly before we get to the trading updates, um, there was an announcement from Scottish Power who are intending to spend uh, a tendering for £5.4 billion with the contracts to upgrade the electricity network, uh, something we talked a lot about in terms of transitional energy. Um, and this is to connect 80 to 85 gigawatts of clean energy to the British transmission system. Um, and there's just some information there in this announcement that uh, UK electricity demand forecast to increase by 50% by 2035. And this is to do with obviously electrification, EVs, and everything else that we talk about in the sector, but money coming in there. And another, just in terms of a quick thematic one, is TSMC, uh, one of the largest uh, semiconductor makers in the world. Um, they had a trading update which we went through last week, but they've also they've just come out with news saying that they're, um, this was in a Reuters article today. 
uh, projecting more than 20% growth in a revenue on booming demand for high-end chips, which they TSMC dominate globally, um, from artificial intelligence applica applications. So lots and lots of talk about AI, but ultimately uh, demand feeding through there to semiconductor processors. So that's just on a thematic basis. Um, but as you see, Andrew, there have been lots of trading updates uh, coming through for year ends. Um, so just in terms of kicking off on that, uh, Midwich, uh, MIDW, 387 million market cap. This is an audio-visual equipment uh, distribution uh, business, uh, Midwich distributes, you know, high-end video screens, audio equipment to, to businesses. Uh, internationally, they reported uh, they're expecting record revenues for 23 of 1.3 billion, and this is 7% growth over the prior period. Uh, but it, it was quite interesting. This statement is that organic revenue is in line with the prior year, um, but they're expecting gross margins of 16.8%. So that's 7% growth. They've made seven acquisitions during the period. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's more like required growth that they're seeing. But nonetheless, they're expecting a profit report tax of 50 million in line with market expectations, which is good news. Uh, the shares have been down. I mean, this is a company that went through a real boom, I think, during the COVID period as, you know, businesses were, people were spending a lot more on electronics equipment. But um, for the shares, I think, Andrew, you've got them on screen, that's MIDW, they've been... Yeah, no, I mean, they are down a tad today at 372p. Yeah. But, I mean, I think, as you say, they hit 700p during yeah. the COVID period. Yeah. And actually, you know, we've been talking about them a lot. I mean, just over the last year, they've come down from 520 to 372. That's a hell of a fall for a company that's actually doing pretty well. Um, but I think that just tells you the state of the bloody market. But anyway, yeah, look, we like Midwich. Um, it's just, you know, it must be very frustrating. I mean, a lot of people I don't think appreciate where you have um, management teams that really are delivering and performing, how it must feel to just watch your share price go down and down and down. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think uh, just looking at it um, on my screen again, as you say here, the big seller appears to have been Aberdeen Standard. Um, but you know, you have unfortunately had other sellers of, of good quality names, um, that um, probably have been forced to sell. Uh, whereas it looks as though you've had Lion Trust and Canical Genuity Wealth Management MG actually in the market buying. Um, so again, you know, the institutions are looking at it, they obviously have a you know, like it, I guess. Um, the problem is, it's probably almost certainly redemptions and things are causing it all the problems may well may well be i saw the trading update from lion trust uh, fund management this morning i only read it briefly but uh, saw that they were seeing redemptions in there and it said you know lion trust is a super fund so yeah there we go but um anyway just moving on diploma uh, dplm uh, that was a good one actually wasn't it yeah look this is it was 4.4 billion market cap the shares were up 14 percent 12 months it was a it was a q1 trading update really interesting business been around for years and a constant performer um so they they split the business um there are three kind of core areas as life sciences which is supplying medical devices and consumables Seals, which uh, seals gaskets, cylinders, and components used in uh, heavy mobile machinery and industrial 
uh, applications. And finally, they've got the controls, which is wiring cables, connectors. It's an international distributor, and that's into the robotics and um, CNC computer controlled uh, uh, machining. So a range of sectors it's exposed to. It's an international distributor. It's very well established. Um, and they said that their Q1 performance was in line with expectations, uh, maintaining momentum of the prior year, organic revenue growth of 6%. And what's interesting here, bear in mind we've been in an inflationary price management, um, you know, pricing environment where companies can put prices up for their, their, their stuff. Um, they said the organic growth was uh, volume-led, which is really interesting. So, you know, core, core volume-led there. Um, strong growth across the sectors, um, so, you know, uh, made some acquisitions. And in terms of full-year outlook, expectations for organic growth of 5% uh, underlying, and the acquisitions announced will add 6% reporting growth, and margins of 19.7%, superb margins there, good free cash flow. So that was a good statement from Diploma. Yeah, again, I mean, it was in line, but the stock's off a little bit. But it's actually performed pretty well. Oh, yeah. It's had a big run-up since November from 280p. went up to the highest, 36. Actually, sorry, I lose my a naught there, 2,800 up to 3,600. So we're here, we are back down at 3,260. Um, it's probably understandable, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, here, here's another one that's been listed. This has been listed for a long time. Um, change management, I don't know if it was over a year ago now, but concurrent technologies... Uh, ticker is CNCT. This is a smaller company. It's 67 million market cap. Um, and they uh, design and produce uh, what are called uh, embedded single board computers. Now, these are um, they, these are basically our computers, but they will sit in things like military equipment. So they're ruggedized computers using the latest processing processors. Um, on them, but it's ruggedized technology. So, you know, these are computers that need to operate very harsh environments, um, not just heat vibration, but also you've got things like your know, EMI, um, you know, from electronic warfare. So they're very, very rugged. Uh, defense is a big area um, for them. They made an acquisition, interestingly enough, um, of a smaller company in the States uh, last year, which gave them, you know, manufacturing in the US. Um, it's a company called Philips Aerospace, and that has customers like Boeing, Northrop Grumman, Raytheon uh, in defense. Anyway, they had a trading update, uh, and they said that uh, based on uh, management accounts of uh, 23, pulling revenues 5% ahead of market expectations, uh, adjusted profits for tax slightly ahead, and the market expectations are for revenue of £29.5 million and a PBT of 3.5. Quote, this makes FY23 a record year um, and in terms of profitability. So there we go. So that was a good set of results from the you know, update, I thought, from uh, from concurrent. Yeah, stock's been pretty good, actually, hasn't it? It's got a pretty stable shareholder base. So uh, Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, you know, again, on on defense, um, smaller electronics companies, one we discussed and mentioned a lot, and that's because it's coming out some good news, and that's Filtronic. Uh, ticker is FTC, the market cap now is 48 million pounds, the shares are up by 77% in the last 12 months, uh, and they design uh, radio frequency electronic systems, uh, again, you know, aerospace, defense, telecoms, so this is all about communicating information, um, 
again a very rugged environment, but but uh, you know things like you know it's RF electronics means it's highly specialised in terms of the way that the you know information is is transmitted and it's specialised electronics, um, and they just announced that um, they have won a, a contract with Kinetic. Again, a company I'm going to come on shortly. Um, that's a big defence manufacturer, electronics manufacturer in the UK, um, and this is to design RF systems for radar to be used in land, sea, and air applications. And the, this contract phase one is valued at two million pounds, to be recognised over two years. And that, you know, they won a contract for we mentioned 4.8 million in December, uh, and that was for low Earth orbit uh, satellite communications equipment. So another contract there for Philtronic. Um, Kinetic Defense uh, 1.9 billion market cap. They had a trading update, Andrew, and they had said that uh, this was for third. Uh, I'm just reading here. Da, 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 da. Um, this was for I think the third quarter, but they said that their year-to-date orders were 1.4 billion, uh, and revenue under contract for the full year improved to 95% higher than this time last year. So I think there's been acquisitions on organic, but nonetheless, strong growth there. But I saw that Kinetic is announcing a share buyback for £100 million in value. Uh, and they said, quote, uh, given the strength of the group's balance sheet and highly cash-generative nature of the business, and the board's view of the current undervaluation of the group, they are conducting a share buyback. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I think most people know I'm not a big fan of share buybacks because I just feel that the um, companies should be um, using their capital to grow. Um, I mean, it's it's a very debatable point. I. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of share buybacks. I, I let, let the market, you know, decide what the price is. Yeah, sure, right at the time the market is completely wrong, but I don't think it adds the value to shareholders that most companies think it does. But there you go. That's my view. Right, okay. Anyway, so that's on, from Defence Electronics there. Uh, moving on to software, uh, Craneware. Uh, ticker is CRW. Market cap is £680 million. Pounds. They had a trading update for six months of December. Um, this is a company, I, mean, I used to come on this one as an analyst actually, uh, they do, their software is really interesting. So it's a UK software company, uh, its main market is in the US and it's to US hospitals and their software is used um, to, uh, you, you know, measure, evaluate, but revenue, it's all about revenue integrity. So you go to a hospital, you know, in the US for treatment, every procedure it has a price associated with it and if you're in there for complicated surgery obviously the, the bills become very very complex and their software manages the whole process of of what's called revenue integrity making sure those bills are accurate and that the insurance companies pay for them um, but they also have software that um, is used in terms of uh, you know uh, drug pricing making sure that hospitals can you know get, get the best pricing for drugs that they're purchasing in Nonetheless, you know, this, this software company, Craneware, I think during COVID found that the US hospitals were obviously focused on uh, very different areas rather than, you know, necessarily business efficiency within the hospitals. And of course, it was, you know, it was, it was COVID and all the resources that was put into that. Um, and that it did have an impact on Craneware's business. Nonetheless, the hospitals now are focused back on to uh, the future and getting better value in healthcare. Um, so they had a trading update and they have said that um, their revenue is growing by 8% to $91 million. 
Um, this is in the sixth month of December. Adjusted EBITDA is up by 8% to $27.5 million. Um, and the annual recurring revenue is up by 2% as well. So it looks like it's on the turn now for Craneware. Yeah, I mean, their share price, it's, it's had a good run just recently. Um, but over a sort of longer period, it's it's five years, it's still down, which is so disappointing. Again, it's just market factors. But, yeah, it's a good business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've not, I don't think we've really covered this one before, Andrew, in our podcast, which is Eagle Eye Solutions. Uh, I think we have, no. No, the ticket is, uh, what is it? Y-E-I. Uh, 160 million pound market cap, and they had a trading update for six months of December. Um, and uh, what do they do? They, they have a software platform uh, that is used to quote, uh, and this is all about marketing, uh, digital connections, enabling personalization, real time marketing, loyalty apps, subscriptions, etc. So, they're obviously their customers are very big uh, retailers and brands. Um, and they send a trading update. Their revenues up by twenty percent to twenty-four point one million pounds, and their adjusted EBITDA is up by twenty-five percent to five point nine million pounds. Quote in line with the board's expectations. Uh, they also said um, that they had seen a high level of net revenue retention, including expansion to Woolworths in Australia. Well, we used to have Woolworths in the UK, Andrew, remember that? Yeah. Um, Hudson's Bay in North America, as well as Asta in the UK. Uh, so it's a SaaS level business. It, it's, a SaaS, it's a SaaS business. Uh, they have said that the board is confident delivering results for FY24 and management expectations. So that looks a reasonable trading update from Eagle Eye Solutions. Haven't looked at it before, but uh, we'll take a more closer look at that. We've also had uh, trading updates from Avingtrans and Judges Scientific, which were in line with expectations. So that was sort of really on trading updates. Uh, final thing I did see was uh, smart metering solutions. Well, they've changed it from a schema arrangement to a takeover. I think that's because not everybody's happy with it, are they? That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Go on, Andrew. I, I, you probably understand a bit more about this than I do. Well, yeah, no. So it was a, it's a, you know, you read these things and probably a lot of people go, what does that all mean? Oh. Um, so it was a scheme of arrangement, which is where you have a sort of, what, for want of a better word, a, a bit of a uh the the instead of a company just bidding and taking over you, you the the company being taken over agrees to be taken over and effectively does it and therefore you need uh, a different vote and slightly less vote um so but i believe what has happened here is that one of the, the big shareholders um uh not particularly happy with it all going through and so they're changing it in order to get over 50 percent and then um uh, that hopefully sort of works for it, shall we say. Um, See, so it's easier to get majority control this way. I believe the, the big shareholder is Primestone. They own about 10%. Uh, I, I can't verify all of that, but I think you'll find that's what's what's going on. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a slightly strange one, isn't it? Having yeah. um, trans, by the way, it was in line, but we do like that. Roger McDowell is the chairman, and he does a fantastic job as a chairman. I'm very impressed by him. I'm a big fan, I think most people know. A couple of others that I thought I'd just mention to you, Phil. Curry's actually had a bit of an upgrade this morning. I don't know if you saw that. Yes, it is. Yeah. So that's good news for Curry's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Spirant, which you've talked about quite a lot, 
Um, not very exciting, but not a disaster. Uh, uh, the comms testing, yeah. Yeah, IQE again, sort of all in line, but that's yeah, a recovery sorry. recovery play. And uh, then there were two others. Uh, there was James Cropper had another bloody warning. Mm, um, ever, since, ever since we were going to go up there and they cancelled our trip, it's been downhill all the way, isn't it? Um, there's clearly something sort of not quite right there. Um, I'm intrigued by it all, really. Um, I really am. I wish they'd invite us back up to know the chat again, actually, because maybe when everything tumbles and tumbles and tumbles, it becomes a buying point. But unless I actually could go and see it and understand it, there's no way I would risk that. And then the other one, which is the big mover of today, um, actually was Sarah's Power, uh, because they announced that they've got signed their first hydrogen license uh, with Delta of Taiwan. Uh, and Sarah's today in a pretty tough market is up 34%, um, which is a nice move for them from a very low bottom, of course. Um, but I think... Um, that probably, that's an awful lot of news. Uh, and we tell you what, we haven't actually done everything, but we, we've probably talked long enough. Um, so that'll probably do us, I think. It will, Andrew. I've just a couple, couple more general ones I saw. Go on then. Uh, yeah, it's great. Cranswick Foods, they had a good Christmas. Yeah, they did. Uh, Youngest Breweries. Yeah, they did all right. It's not tech and trans, but that's just general environment here. Uh, they, they had a good Christmas. Uh, and now on to investors, and uh, where I had to have a sip, AJ Bell. They yeah, they were all right. Q1 trading update, and that was pretty good as well. So yeah, Actually, yeah. sorry, we have missed one that had their interims today. We have. Yeah, we have. We didn't talk about equipment. We didn't. And we so didn't. we are... <laughs> We've let miss till last, as they say. Um, how can we forget? We haven't forgotten, actually, because we've been very busy on it and we're organising a roadshow and we've got lots of meetings coming up. Yes, we um, But, Phil, give us um, okay. your little say on equipment. A, a, a synopsis. So it's Equipmate Holdings. The ticket is Equip. Um, the market cap is uh, it's about £70 million. It is a client of ours, corporate client. Um, really interesting company. It's uh, they produce uh, high performance electric motors, inverters, control software, battery management. And this is all about vehicle electrification, but specifically uh, vehicle electrification in aerospace uh, and in the heavy transport markets, uh, particularly things like electric buses. Uh, one of one of uh, joint development contract recently with uh, Perkins, which is part of Caterpillar. Uh, and that's to develop uh, hybrid hybrid motors to replace diesel in off-road um, vehicles. And obviously, Caterpillar is one of the biggest manufacturers in the world for that. So they had their interim results, um, and they reported their revenues were up by 97% to 2.1 million pounds, producing gross margin of 9%. Um, so that was moving positive; it wasn't negative. Uh, th this is a company that is actually ramping up. Uh, in terms of development activity, but also revenues, and it's investing as it does that. So its operating losses increased as it took on more staff to support its growth, and cash closed at 3.9 million. But in terms of what we are expecting for the business uh, as it grows, is this year, uh, ending May, uh, we're expecting revenues of 8.5 million and a loss of 4.7 million. Moving to next year, particularly as it design wins that it's getting on in terms of bus electrification, 
specifically, revenues are 16.3 million and losses reducing to three. And as we go into year ending May 26, uh, revenues increasing 26 million and moving to EBITDA positive of two million pounds. But, you know, a really interesting company to take a look at. Uh, they've already said that they're attracting interest from partners in the states to look at the the bus market there for electrification and in the us you know there's almost half a million school buses out there and something like two and a half thousand electrified as we said it's got that contract with caterpillar one of the biggest off-road vehicle manufacturers um, in the world uh, and their technology you know this is a technology that's really really high in ip and we see inherent value there for it. And, and you know, Equipmate developed a motor uh, launch last year, which is one of the most power dense uh, production electric motors in the world. So classic, you know, this is UK invention and technology that's got international applications. So it's Equipmate uh, and well worth taking a look at. Uh, yeah, it is. I mean, look, let's, uh, if, I think the market was probably, there's very little liquidity in the stock. Market a little bit disappointed, so it is off a little bit today. Uh, a lot of people do, um, you know, they look at it and they go, well, what do they actually do that's so clever? Because it is quite tricky to understand that. You've got an ex-CEO, ex-Formula One, he was the Williams team. Uh, he's actually sold a business before as well. Uh, they've got a new CEO, actually, and, by the way, who is very, very good. Um, but what they do, if you want to know what the secret sauce is, there's a lot of people out there who can buy batteries. There's a lot of people out there who can buy inverters and all the other parts required for to electrify a vehicle, what Equipmaker are really good is making them all work together in a very efficient and powerful way. And that's the bit that most other people just haven't got and need. Um, so, and that it's it's probably going to be what I describe as a, an IP and license type model. Other people will manufacture for them. Uh, so there is, they have actually got something that a lot of the, the big majors just haven't got. And that's when a company becomes very interesting. Anyway, on that note, we have covered um, all the stocks that we should have covered, I think. Um, to call it a day, um, let's hope it's not quite so many trading statements next week. Um, uh, usual stuff that I always say at the end. You've all heard it before. I'm not going to repeat it again today. Don't feel like it. Uh, so we'll be back next week. Thanks. Chat next week, Andrew. This podcast has been produced and edited by VSA Capital. It is intended for information purposes and not as investment advice. The information is intended for recipients who understand the risks associated with equity investments in smaller companies. Please do your own research and do not rely on a single source when making an investment decision. VSA Capital may derive fees from this content and seeks to do business with the companies mentioned.